You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so glad you joined us today for another ENM episode. We are covering our Enneagram 8s today on a very fun deep dive of subtype episode. And for those who are just learning about the Enneagram or wondering more about what is this whole subtype concept, understand that I'm first going to tell you the basics about Enneagram 8s. Then I'm going to remind you right now that I do have episodes on the eight at large otherwise earlier in season four and even back into season one and we go through so much there. But today we're isolating out that even amongst Enneagram eights whom are known typically as protectors and people who care very deeply have huge hearts and also can be very strong and powerful. Uh, Maybe you're thinking of somebody in your world like this or this is you and you've really learned Learn to say, gosh, I'm definitely an Enneagram 8. Either way, whether it's you or your spouse or somebody that you love, understand that when we understand more about ourselves in terms of how we're wired and especially ways in our marriages that we can grow, it really helps us to get momentum because we realize we're not alone. We're not crazy for having the thoughts that we have sometimes or the movements that we have, but that these are deeply ingrained defense strategies and that there's hope for change. So that's what this is all about. And make sure you check out the show notes if you want deeper dives on any of this other than subtype. But speaking of eights as strong, powerful leaders and great defenders, also reminds us that when we have somebody who's more of a socially wired eight or a one-to-one wired eight who just adores those one-to-one times, or we have somebody who's more of a self-preserving eight, like, yes, I'm strong, but I also like to stay within more, we have nuances, don't we? So we're covering those today, and I'm excited to start with some of our Enneagram and Marriage descriptors. If you want to know the general subtype descriptors, you can definitely visit B. Chestnut and her many works. They're absolutely excellent, and she did a great job of carving these out for us. But when we really look at these subtypes of eights from an Enneagram and marriage perspective, I like to really consider that the self-preserving eight is very stoic, and that's the name I've given to the self-preserving eight as far as marriage tendencies, because often people in a marriage with this eight say to me, Can you please help my partner to show me more emotionality? Can you please help my partner who's an eight to show me more care and also more sense of community or even care amongst the community versus kind of what this eight can do is sometimes 
think if I'm not really interested in that other person, then I might not even spend time with that other person because we're too different. And and this eight could say, you know, I don't want to learn from people's differences. This is just the way it is. And of course, they're missing out because we know anyone who has a self-preserving tendency is missing out on the collective. And that is a very important process. So I don't want you guys to miss out on that. And if that's your tendency, understand that we're really here for it all with you. But that includes us being able to say, hold yourself as yes, I love caring for myself and my family. And I love making sure we have our resources. But I'm also going to stretch here because caring for others is part of it all. And even though we're different, it doesn't mean that we cannot learn from each other's experiences. And that's probably the biggest word I want you to take is that experience of somebody else is truly their reality. So when you're arguing for your point, you're missing that. Of course, it's going to be baby steps reaching out to like, okay, I'll try to meet with this person with you, or maybe we'll have a double date here, or maybe I'll spend five minutes listening to somebody who's different from me politically, but it's going to stretch you in ways that you never thought possible when you reach out. And it's going to help your marriage because your spouse is going to see that you're a very critical thinker. And that even if you go to that five space, a lot of thinking deeply, you're going there with empathy and you're putting on some of that nurturing two point. So, and speaking of which, we're going to talk now to the social eight, which we know has a lot more time in this space of the two or the nurturing space. And a lot of people don't realize some of the eights out there are super nurturing. And that's why this one is called the counter type eight, because it it displays the nurture perhaps even much more than the defender or the perhaps seen sometimes passion. And yet there is a passion. It's just drawn more into the nurturing aspects of things. And I call this a hero because I understand that they express their lust and aggression in the service of others. So it's really neat to see that even though they're social, they're also very helpful. They're not just out for themselves socially. And that's extremely important to process because we hope that everyone will, at the end of the day, have a bit of healthy self-prez and healthy social and healthy one-to-one. But they're really the least aggressive of the eights, and they really do love to protect others. But sometimes because of that eight strength at their core, there still might be some judgment or over-control and maybe even some forcefulness in their altruism, like you better do it my way. So I want this eight to be mindful of how they might creep over the corners of other people's boundaries or give to get and really just understand slowing down and understanding that you can't always be the hero on the stage and sitting back and resting and being innocent and letting God be God and you just having fun and relaxing and releasing and not taking yourself so seriously is going to be a great blessing for you. Okay, now let's talk about the sexual eight. And that one I like to call influencer because the sexual eight can express the lust through the need for attention. And obviously when attention is warranted, that's a very good thing because we're paying attention to somebody who needs to have that or they're actually really caring deeply about another person and their care is 
extraordinary. So we want to raise them up as an influencer in culture. But when it comes through rebellion or a selfishness of me more than you, or I have to possess not only my partner, but everybody's partner, we get into dangerous territory in marriage. And like I said, we get into dangerous territory with self-presates when they're just like, I'm holding up and I don't care about others. And sometimes that can even extend to the spouse or the social. It can love the social life so much more than really spending time with their mate and not make time for them out of duty. And this eight can actually, like I said, kind of bleed into other marriages or even in their own marriage become so possessive of their spouse that their spouse feels a need to breathe. So it doesn't mean it's always the same for everybody, by the way, because those of us who are doing work have had less trauma. Those of us who have great support, I mean, you you name it generationally, culturally, uh, there are so many different iterations of what this can look like. So don't pigeonhole somebody. I learned about you today. You're always struggling with this one thing. But do understand and hold intention that when this eight gets that energetic takeover of a whole scene, tries to be powerful through dominating the whole environment, well, then it's time to put some other things on like compassion. And it's time to say, you know, how would I feel if somebody like me was coming in and doing this and I was on the sidelines and I couldn't share my thoughts or opinions because maybe I thought that I wouldn't be loved and accepted if I did or this person was just taking up so much space that I didn't have space for me and when you do that it really makes you less likely to infringe upon others and it makes you more likely to share the floor because you think about how you would want to be treated and of course that's going to be with dignity with love with respect and with fairness for how much each person talks so you can even say to yourself I'm going to make sure we share the floor I'm going to make sure I'm mindful of me not over talking I'm going to make Make sure that if the person wants me to overtalk, then I'm happy to fill in some space because that happens too sometimes that somebody wants that. But you're checking so that it's not just happening as a happenstance. You're leaning in, you're feeling it out, you're checking and also not making people feel bad if they're honest with you. And that's, of course, eights really are honest in that way. They, they want to know, they want to be forthright. They don't want to beat around the bush. So just if you're a spouse of an eight, no, they want you to just lay it out there. What's it like to be around them? What do you see could improve? But do this in a time when they're ready to receive that and try not to put a bunch of other things on top of the conversation because eights don't prefer things to be overly complex. They like for it to be clear cut so that you guys can make great strides together with tangible tips. And if they give you some of those same tangible tips too, then hold that in the tension of the moment too and say, okay, like I hear you saying this could help us to get through it better too. And maybe you guys can choose to listen to your subtype episode on a different day if it feels like it's too much to do it all at once. And that's going to vary per person and per season. So I hope this has been helpful for you. You know we're here for it all with you. If you have struggles, we have lots of EM coaches on our web website. We also have people locally that help out on our team, lots of freebies, and of course, our resources for each globe pairing as well as the deep dives. So I hope you have a great day. Stay tuned for more here. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. 
Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.